Hi, welcome to Grace Intersect. The goal of this podcast is to help us have an increasingly clear understanding of grace. My name is Jerry Moldenhauer. Thank you for joining us today. On July 18, 2020, my son, Stephen, married the love of his life, Maddie. The run-up to the wedding was incredibly difficult. Logistically, emotionally, mentally, it was extremely challenging. The safety of all participants and attendees was paramount and planning was almost always in a state of flux. The constantly changing and confusing rules and regulations of the various states in response to the COVID-19 virus made for, well, you've probably experienced it, I'm pretty sure. This was a story repeated way too often and in too many places. Much of the time it appeared that it would not be possible to have the somewhat desired traditional wedding at all. Elopement was a definite possibility. Originally planned for Colorado, with a nice-sized group of family and friends expecting to attend, it turned out that, with less than three weeks before the wedding date, it had to be changed. Better late than never, the change was to a beautiful outdoor location near the shore of a small lake in Northern California with family only. This gave the best chance for those closest to the couple to attend. It turned out to be a gloriously memorable event worthy of the couple getting married. The evening before the wedding, my kind, generous cousin and her husband, who lived nearby, provided their home for the perfect setting for the family members of the bride and groom to become better acquainted. It set the tone for the rest of the wedding experience. A special personal highlight for me was having the honor of officiating the wedding. This was a first for me. Trying to figure out what to say was an opportunity to think and pray about what would be good for Maddie and Stephen and all of us to hear in the context of a wedding. A special thank you goes to Pastor Adam Berry, my wife Paula, and our daughter Sarah, who, by the way, officiated her first wedding about a year ago. I am very appreciative of all their contributions to this wedding talk. This was also a time for Stephen and Maddie to think about what to say to each other, and what they had to say was tremendously inspiring and powerful. I'm so thankful to have heard and seen what they shared. The expressions of their hearts and spirits were very real, very personal, and beautiful. A stationary phone video recorded the wedding. For the purposes of this episode of Grace Intersect, audio has been lifted and edited to focus on the message part of the ceremony. Remember, the location is near the shore of a small lake. Boat sounds and the sounds of children playing may be heard in the background. Thanks to my nephew, the audio quality is adequate. Perhaps the ambiance of the setting will help provide additional meaning to what you hear. So, here are my thoughts for the occasion as recorded that day. Single or married, hopefully you will hear something of value to you. Well, on behalf of everybody who's crying today, <laughs> on behalf of Chris and Ruthann and Paula and myself, and most especially on behalf of Maddie and Stephen, we welcome you here today. We want to celebrate their love for one another and their commitment to be united as husband and wife. Let's recognize God's presence with us this evening. Father in heaven, this is such a special moment for Maddie and Stephen, along with the rest of their family and friends. In the very beginning, you created man and woman with a desire to leave their father and mother to become one flesh as husband and wife. Several of us here today have already fulfilled that desire, and some are still waiting. (laughs) 
We thank you for the love that Maddie and Stephen have for one another. We believe that you have led them to this day, and we ask your blessing, your grace, and your love as they exchange their vows and seal their promises. In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, can you guys believe this day has finally come? What the two of you have gone through in the last six months is just stunning. I mean, it's just seriously crazy stuff. Nothing that I or your mother would have, or your parents would have ever dreamed of expect, experiencing at all. And these challenges have come from outside of yourselves, and that has caused you to have to enhance your abilities to work together for a common event. And as hard as it has seemed at times, you have figured out how to make it happen. And that tells you a lot about the two of you. But what was also going on during that time was learning how to face challenges that come from within each of you as you strive to forge a relationship blended with each of your own uniquenesses. This was the hard work necessary to enhance your abilities to build a love relationship with a forever commitment of marriage. It seems like very early on, maybe just even from the very first hours of you guys getting acquainted with each other, that you sensed something different about each other, something special. There seemed to be a connection that neither of you had experienced before and really didn't know how to even think about. What has really been impressive and exciting to me in watching the relationship develop with you guys is that you have an incredible ability to trust and trusting each other. Paul and I have seen Stephen's desire for marriage from a relatively young age. I think he saw all of his potential and desired relationships in light of marriage. He was quite disciplined and deliberate in his evaluations. More about that in a moment. <laughs> Interestingly, Maddie indicated in what she had written, she had much of the same approach when trying to decide to move to Colorado to take the relationship to another level. She identified her values and saw the compatibility and took the risk to make the move. Now look where it got you. <laughs> However, the twist in this situation is that Stephen was completely smitten before he could do any serious calculations. <laughs> when it came to Maddie, evaluation was automatic or something, intuitive, or it just happened. He couldn't help himself. Of course, this required him to get in touch with a part of himself I think that he had yet to discover. Sometimes you just know, seeing Stephen like that and getting to know Maddie a little here and there, it became clear to me that as far as Stephen was concerned, early on, this was it. And apparently for Maddie as well. Stephen, you have described Maddie as someone who is real, deep, smart, loving, compassionate, strong, gentle. You said that she made you to be a better man and caused you to want to be a better man. Speaking for Paula and I, I can assure you that we say the same incredible qualities, and we want that for you, and are very grateful for you to do that. Now, Maddie, you have described Stephen as one whose heart and compassion has impressed you. You said that you appreciated how he embraced his emotions, led with vulnerability. <laughs> wanted to help others, loved his family, was genuinely kind, respectful, adventurous, and lived an active and sporty life. He was quite different from any guy you had met before. Thank you for getting to know him so well. You are certainly right. 
and we trust you with him. You each saw in the other a heart that was willing to carefully risk, one that you could believe in. Over time, you used that foundation to build a strong tower of love and commitment. And here you are today in this beautiful setting with the support of family and friends, shielded from the chaos of the world around us. And you are celebrating the most important marker of your relationship up to this point. We are honored to share this experience with you. Throughout history and in almost all cultures, love is the basis of life and of life continuing. There seems to be almost always a longing for a deep desire of something more fulfilling in relationships that we identify and we call it love. Oh, I know that a deeply satisfying love relationship can sometimes be confused with fluffy romance. It used to be said love makes the world go round. The idea being that people in love were happy and all we want to be is happy. So we all need to experience romantic love, right? Look at all the books, the songs, the movies, the TV shows and advertisements were saturated with messages of romantic love. Not being much of a romantic myself, I can't speak with any authority on what constitutes romantic love. It's all really quite confusing to me. There were times I tried to understand it, but just couldn't find anything to clearly define and structure romance. It was too nebulous, too vague. The setting, the timing, the style that seemed to be involved, sometimes it all seemed to be odd and even conflicting. Romance, it seems, needs to be customized to each unique person in every unique setting. So there's a reason why I didn't get married till I was 40. <laughs> now, on rare occasions, I stumble into what I consider might be a bit of a romantic time, and then I catch myself and wonder, was that really romantic? course I always have to defer to Paula because she's the ultimate authority on romance and she'll confirm or deny it I know she really loves me <laughs> so defining love can be a challenge often it is equated with behavior but have you noticed that everyone doesn't always agree on what those behaviors should be many may think of love as an emotional expression of affection or appreciation or respect or just some kind of unexplainable chemistry of immense liking but I think it has to be more than that. Some may think of love in self-sacrificial ways, where you give up your own desires for the benefit of another. Of course, what one person in a relationship thinks is sacrificial may not be the same as what the other person thinks. And then sometimes there's scorekeeping that comes involved, and it, it can even become a codependent relationship where one might be self-sacrificing because that's where they get their It's It can be a mess. Okay? So, I mean, it's good, but it can still be hard. Others may think of love in terms of forgiveness. When two imperfect people come together in any kind of relationship, there obviously will be times of pain, of misunderstanding, of insensitivity. And it won't even have to be purposeful. It just happens. It's easy to happen. And so the decision to forgive can benefit both. But then, of course, sometimes forgiveness is kind of a practical matter, and sometimes it's not always genuine. So even forgiveness isn't a definition of love in, its, in and of itself. So here's what I would like for us to consider. We are told that God is love. It's tempting to have our own personal definition of love define God. It may be good to consider having God define himself. So there's one ancient writing that is given as an expression of God that is called the love chapter. And it uses these characteristics to define love and to define God. 
Love is patient and kind, does not envy or boast, is not arrogant or rude, does not insist on its own way, is not easily provoked or resentful, does not rejoice in wrongdoing, it rejoices in the truth. Those are great characteristics of love. Another book written in the first century said, Love is the fruit of the Spirit of God. And the characteristics of that are joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Nobody would argue that those are all good things. Interestingly, the best meaning for the word love in that writing is what some would call unconditional love. That means that there are no strings attached whatsoever. Love that is expressed with these characteristics, regardless of how the other one receives the love, it's completely given. Now, we can put our own imperfect spin on the meaning of each of these characteristics, but it might be better if we try to understand what a perfect God of love means by them. And so that's going to be your honeymoon homework. Okay. You'll have other things on your mind. One thing it doesn't mean is that a love relationship is a quid pro quo arrangement. We don't give to get, and we don't get to be obliged to give. We freely give and gratefully accept love. Maddie and Stephen, this is what God teaches us about love, about himself. God is love. Love comes from him. And at the very core of every human, we're designed by God to give and to receive love. We believe that he has guided the two of you to the commitment today that you are making to him and to one another. Marriage is about many things, but it is most fulfilling when blended with and is an expression of God who is love. Chemistry, compatibility, romance, forgiveness... Those are all best when they are saturated with true love. Another ancient text states, Observe how Jesus loved us. His love was not cautious, but extravagant. He didn't love in order to get something from us, but to give everything of himself to us. Let's love like that. As imperfect humans, we do not perform the love that we desire to express to those we love. We don't do that perfectly well. Nor do those who love us, love us perfectly well. That is just reality. So we must trust in the growing love and grace of each other. Doing that, nothing can separate us from the love of God or from each other. So, that's the wedding talk. If you were married, maybe you thought back to your own wedding and what you might remember of what was said. Unfortunately, I don't remember anything said by those officiating at my wedding. I doubt that Stephen and Maddie will remember 31 years from now either. However, life is a composite of all of our experiences. We hang on to the good and discard the bad as best we can. Influences linger. The beauty of love and marriage, as good as it is, and it can be very good, is that it is a symbol of God's love for us. He wants to be in an intimate love relationship with us. His love is extravagant beyond our comprehension. He knows and wants what is best for us. He didn't love in order to get something from us, but to give everything of himself to us. While our ability to love is limited and inconsistent, his is perfect in every way. He literally is love. That's why his grace is necessary for us. It allows for our eternal, loving, and intimate relationship with Him. That is amazing, isn't it? Thank you for listening today. My name is Jerry Moldenhauer, and this is the Grace Intersect Podcast. 
As we process together, please know that your thoughts and or questions are welcome. Comments may be made at the graceintersect.com website or by emailing comments at graceintersect.com. Have a great day. Thank you.